We are back. Wow, what a cool song. Yeah. I always I always forget how great that song is. Uh quick special thanks to Jared Gleason and the Gleason clan uh for all their musical uh, I guess really his. I don't know how musical the rest of the Gleasons are, but either way, Jared Gleason did a great job making up this and all of our theme music to everything. Um But yeah, uh, cool. I just it caught me off guard. Uh I want to thank him. Anyway, so yeah, this is Twitching Upstream. This is our cool weekly show where uh, me and Dylan, uh, where we kind of get together and just uh, rabble rouse and, uh, you know, make up stuff. Um, and, oh, I forgot my script already. That's crazy. <coughs> anyway, what, what it was going to be is uh, this week, you are my dude from another brood, uh, which I thought was, All right, uh, yeah, yeah, that's not bad. You didn't like my bilingual one from last week very much oh yeah yeah but whatever that's fine uh <laughs> don't don't start that michael colby <laughs> stuff already uh all right so twitching upstream like i said earlier is a side project from talking upstream that got us uh into really cool chat streams with some amazing people um that show we have guests on and we interview other creatives about their process and what they do um and we love that show we like meeting people we're working on how to figure out what season two is about um but Creating projects uh, live with the help of our crew is one of our favorite things. So uh, Twitching Upstream, it's a little bit different. Um, we just create stuff uh, earlier, and we kind of pick those things, and then we work on it. And we show uh, people our process on why we do this and how we do this. Uh, and we also talk about other random stuff sometimes. So um, before we get into anything, though, Dylan, my friend, how are you, sir? I'm okay. I'm irritated some things but yeah nothing relevant to this conversation okay <laughs> which i'm not going to take personally uh, <laughs> which is always uh yeah you're very relevant to this conversation so it's not you don't worry okay cool um normally i have a bunch of nerd news uh that, that i like to, to to chat with dylan about and get his point of view but there's not really a whole lot going on you know eternals just came out and it's it's good it's fine uh we're in between all shows really there's really nothing going on um not much to talk about in the dc news or star wars news or mcu news so i uh i i was thinking about the biggest i don't know what made me think about this but i was thinking about the biggest unanswered questions that are in sci-fi movie history and i wanted to throw them at you kind of speedball round and uh, maybe just give me your what you think the answer to these unanswered questions okay. are if that's cool with yeah, you of course uh, i have 11 okay all right uh number one what do you think is inside the spaceship of close encounters of the third kind now then we see the ship it's a cool ship yeah don't know what's inside of there uh just a really big synthesizer and a whole bunch of music program graduates from alien university oh they're playing that theme 
just a bunch of music kids like yeah. hacky sacking and playing electrical jambe. You, you exhaust your audience back home, so you fly off to Earth and you impress the humans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, that's a very good answer. I didn't expect that. Uh, and as always, if if you uh, have an answer to any of these questions or uh, later on in the uh, conceptualization, conceptualization, is that a word? Conceptualization, yeah. Conceptualization. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Say however. Uh, yeah, just go ahead and uh, comment along or ask us a question and see if Dylan knows the answer to it. All right, number two. Are you a Star Trek fan? That's not the question. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? You know, Gwenin? Um, Whoopi Goldberg's character. Yes. What is her past with Picard? Because there's a couple times where they show you that something happened with them, uh, but they never explain it, and they don't really know who she is or what she's up with. Is that, mm. is that anything to you? It's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I like to think that they found a dead body together and they hit it. Like on the train tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever space train tracks are in Star Trek. Yeah. Space Trek. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number three. Now, this one I know you have an answer for. Why? Why do the Jaegers have swords in Pacific Rim? Because it's cool. It's that's it. It's just it's cool? cool. It's just cool. Yeah. All right. It's a it's a holdover from a previous design where they didn't know that Jaeger blood caused whatever it causes. Yeah. And uh, they're just like, you know what? Stacker likes the swords, so keep them in. Yeah, because they are cool looking. But <laughs> yeah. like, why? Uh, all right. Next one. Blade Runner. You know Blade Runner? Yeah. Is Deckard a replicant? No. Okay. Easy. <laughs> I don't I don't subscribe to the Deckard as a replicant theory no? from like a story perspective. Yeah. I, I get it. And Blade Runner 2049 kind of Oh, my internet window just stopped. Oh no. Are we still I don't know. Am I moving around on your window? You're not moving around. Uh you are now. Okay. They heard <laughs> Ridley Scott heard me talking about Blade Runner and yeah. didn't like it. Um I don't think he's a replicant. I don't know. I don't know particularly why I adhere to that like idea. Yeah. But it didn't ever sit as the correct theory to me. All right. That's, I mean, that's fair. Uh, all right. Next. How did Maz Kanata get Luke's lightsaber? Bad writing. <laughs> Bad writing. Literally right, the only no, answer. So, no, the other answer is that's a good question. For another time. For another time. For yeah. another time. And Perfect. That time is not now or in two movies. <laughs> Which all got delayed. Every Star Wars movie got delayed oh, already. Uh, all right, next one. Is Cobb still dreaming? Oh, from Inception. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, Cobb, yeah, yeah. From Hobbs and Cobb? <laughs> Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Cobbs. Hobbs, Hobbs and Cobbs. and Draw. Cobbs and, Cobbs and Drawing. Uh, Calvin no. and Cobbs? <laughs> yeah. Um, I. No. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I, I don't know if I particularly think that needs to be answered because he is either not dreaming, in which case it makes it feel like he's been separated from his kids for like six months. Which, yeah. Or not even six months because kids at that age would grow to look very different from the last time he saw it. Yeah. And that's pretty clearly the same footage. Um, and if he is dreaming, we see the top start to wobble, which means that he is accepting his reality regardless. Which And... Anyway, well, no. since we're talking about that, do yes. you follow this? The, like, do you subscribe to the theory that the top is actually not his totem? I was just about to get to that. Yeah, because it used to be his wife's totem, mm -hmm. and he cautions the uh, uh, the the maze person. I can't remember who's in that movie. Elliot Page. That's it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
questions or warns them not to let anyone else touch their totem. Right. But he's using his wife's totem. So it doesn't now, but some people think that it's his wedding ring that is sure. his totem. And in some scenes he doesn't wear one, in some scenes he does. It doesn't matter. I think that speaks to Chris Nolan's ability as a filmmaker to ask a bunch of questions, mm. provide a bunch of clues, and then it doesn't matter. It's way he does it way better than JJ Abrams. When JJ Abrams does it, it's just frustrating. Yeah. Because he just asks a bunch of questions, doesn't support any particular theory, mm. and then all of a sudden people are just like, but if you do this. Uh, whereas Nolan, there's enough evidence on either side to present your argument in a way where he could be like, that holds water. Yeah, that's fine. All right, next one. Does anyone else survive the crash in Snowpiercer? Oh, um, no, I don't okay. think so. That's fine. I think, I think Snowpiercer is uh, better if you see that life can continue, but the Snowpiercer, that is done. Everybody on that except her dies, and she probably dies later after like a bear eats her. Yeah. Or she trips and falls down that ice bridge. Um, who does Sonny Birch work for? Remind me the source. Uh, Sonny Birch is the guy from Hateful Eight that's in Ant Man Two. Walter Goggins. Yep. Oh. So he is uh, in Hateful Eight. Who does he work for? I don't know. Wait, who's Sonny Birch? In Ant Man Two. Oh, I only saw Ant Man Two once. Remind me who that is. He's he steals stuff. Yeah. He steals stuff from he, Ant-Man. He's trying to steal the tiny uh, building. He steals Ant-Man's stuff. He wants right. the the shrinking technology for his boss. They oh, never yeah. say who his boss is, even though there's other people like Justin Hammer and other, you know, um, I guess even AIM. Uh, but who do you, th- I guess it doesn't matter since you don't even know this who movie. Who does number two work for? Who does number two work for? <laughs> who does Ant-Man 2 work for? All right. Because uh, it, didn't, it didn't really work for me because you can see how much I remember to that movie. That's true. Uh, he works uh, to the Thanos. <laughs> yeah. Or one of the, Mr. Thomas Anos. It's not the best disguise, but, you know, you do what you can when you're not from Earth. That's true, yeah. It's, it's that Thanos when he goes to the Matrix? Yeah. Thomas. Mr. Anos. Mr. Anos. Uh, okay. Uh, what happened to Dennis Nedry's stolen embryos? Didn't he drop them in the river when he gets spit on by the Dilophosaurus? Oh, so it's just in the yeah. Does, in the does he actually? No, no I mean, he they, hands them off to the guy at no, the they, restaurant. No, they no. He hands them like he shows him that uh, we, the weird uh, uh, canister. Yeah, but he drops them like in the mud, kind of. But I thought he got them off the island. Doesn't he hand them off to some guy in that restaurant? I don't think so. They get out. Okay. Yeah, I don't, uh, the embryos get out, and uh, that's how Jurassic World got started. All Stolen right. dinosaur IP. Don't do it. Now, be, being that Infinity War is your number one movie of all time, I have a question for you that was never answered also. Okay. Did anyone on Xandar survive? Now, we just see Thanos with the stone that was on Xandar. He apparently just got it, decimated stuff. We don't know. What do you think? Infinity War by the Coen brothers with uh, Oscar Isaac and Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see anyone from Xandar in that. It could be the cat, like uh, the cat from uh, 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 the Marvelous Miss Carol Danvers. Um, <coughs> Captain Marvelous. Um, yeah. You know, for being a comedian, she should smile more. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Captain Marvelous the one about when Aragorn tries to raise the kids in a bus? 
No. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, that's that's the, the search for Mr. Captain. The search for Mr. Fantastic yeah. Fox. Yeah. Man, uh, we're all over the place. Now, um, <laughs> did anyone from Xandar survive? Is that what you asked? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. It doesn't. I, I don't know. Um, we don't. We never see Glenn Close or John C. Riley ever again. Correct. Uh, hardly saw them in that movie. I don't know. Probably okay. Not. You I'm need just, a sacrificial lamb. I'm just so asking. Thanos actually does something aside from just spend his weekend. The whole planet? Of gemstones. The lamb planet? The lamb sure. All right. Last one I got on here. How do the three seashells work? I need to know this. One of them blocks your nose so you can't smell anything. Mm -hmm. Use the other two to just kind of pinch it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old pinch and pull. <laughs> <laughs> So they're like they're like tiny hole diggers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, who'd have thought? All right. Well, uh, that that was uh, <laughs> that was Dylan's answers to unanswered questions uh, in in sci-fi movies that only Zach thinks about. Uh, so uh, there's Good that. Questions. That's better than uh, quick questions. Yeah. I guess they're still quick questions. Pleasure to have in class. Thanks. I'll give you your apple later, but just to prove you're an asshole. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's get on to what this show actually is. Uh, and like always, if you like the story that we're making, if you like the way that we're doing it, uh, if you like anything about this, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Let us know. Uh, show us that we have some people's attention out there because that's, I guess, it's not really why we do it, but it's, no. like, it's a reason it's to a do reason. it. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, I'm going to let Dylan take over, talk about what this show is and where we are and what we're doing with the rest of this episode. Yeah, so uh, generally what we do on Twitching Upstream, whereas Talking Upstream is just a general kind of focused, well, not even focused, an, uh, an ill-focused conversation on creativity where we kind of do a broad outline of a specific story idea. Twitching Upstream is a lot more targeted. We take a specific idea from an episode of Talking Upstream. Today is Sleeper Agent mm -hmm. uh, from episode 35 of Talking Upstream with Drayton Allen, sci-fi author of Custodians of the Cosmos. Uh, check that out. But uh, we talked about an idea in which there's a future society where people get chips put into their heads, which allows them to deliver packages in their sleep, much like Uber Eats or any sort of Amazon delivery thing. Uh one day, one day, a guy wakes up, realizes he has delivered something in his own house that is incriminating. That was the broad strokes of what we came up with. Worked out kind of this, like, crime land, like... Keep saying crime land. Is that specific to L.A.? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Okay, Probably. it's not L.A. It's crime world. Gang Kil world. Kilmington. Gang world. Kilmington. <laughs> That's where I'm from. Kilmington, Delaware. Yep. Uh, where this guy gets involved in some criminal shenanigans and winds up delivering a bomb package to a crime boss. It's all pretty cool. And so let me pop up the document here. If you're watching, there's here's our development document for sleeper agents so far. We've got some broad ideas and the original outline up top. Uh, and then we go into act one. We've started kind of doing into act two and we kind of tried to figure out where the end might be going. Uh, so what we've done so far for the storyline for Sleeper Agent. Set in about the 2070s, the Sahara Corporation runs a gig courier service which allows people to deliver packages while they're sleeping. Sahara Oasis is where people drop stuff off. It's where they deliver to and from, etc., etc. Main character is talking to a friend uh, who's trying to, they're trying to rebuild their life after getting a bad credit score or social credit, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they're too tired to focus on getting a new job. They're trapped. 
every time they go home, they go through the fire escape because the hall is full of weirdos. Uh, we expose about dangerous courier jobs, like mugging, but, you know, the mob kind of inter- interferes and stuff like that. Main character does some deliveries. They get a large package to go to their destination, and they have trouble delivering it, and they get messed with. They knock the helmet off, but the boots force them to go home because they have a safety routine, subroutine, whatever. He leaves the package at the apartment, runs back, gets his now defaced helmet and boots. He goes back home, and the package has been marked as delivered, which it's not. Uh, he has a bad delivery charge on his account, which is massive and will seriously interfere with his ability to repay all of the stuff he's trying to repay. He goes back to the Oasis to try and drop it off for re-delivery, but decides that he's not going to eat this charge. So he tries to cut and run, takes the package, and ultimately decides against opening it because it's clear that it comes from someone powerful. Uh, this takes place in like a megacity-style environment. Maybe the entire East Coast has been urbanized, and so a lot of it is walkable, but, you know, you still have to go a pretty far distance. Uh, the person, ultimately, he recognizes is a crime leader in some sort of organized syndicate. He goes to the address on the package uh, and tries to deliver it to that place, but nobody's home. When he kind of peeks in the window because he wants to make sure this gets delivered, he notices that it is clearly like a safe house or a drop house. It's effectively empty with just a facade of being lived in with some gear in there. While there, he runs into a hacked agent, knocks his helmet off, and when he looks in and hands it back, he gets a note of the serial number. The hacked agent leaves. He contacts his buddy who works at Sahara uh, as an IT person. Uh, to find out where that hacked agent goes based on the serial number. He's trying to figure out, like, you know, where can I follow this person in order to drop this package off? Because I am not going to eat this charge. Finds out this guy, this other guy goes off-grid at the same block for two hours every third day of the week, or it's some pattern that he can identify and follow up on. Goes to that city block, he encounters a bunch of weirdos, and then he notices a person with their helmet display has been set to needs service. Not a real message. So he's like, all right, this is the person I need to follow. Sees the package handoff with a criminal courier. They follow him to criminal headquarters and then fake delivers his way in the door because he puts his own helmet on. And anytime he's asked about, you know, why aren't you displaying your route? And it's like, you know, messed up display. It needs service. Bumps into the criminal courier in a service corridor and tries to force them to take the package. There's a little scuffle, which is similar to They Live, in which one is like, sign for the package. Give me the package first. And they keep trying to force their, each other's hands. Um, and eventually, he just kind of KOs the guy and gets him to scan his hand and mark his delivery. But it's not the authorized recipient. So he realizes he has to take it all the way up to the headquarters. Uh, he goes up to the penthouse, delivers the guy for the guy. It's a teddy bear. He opens it up. It's a teddy bear. We see the sick kid come out and be like, Dad, Dad, where's my teddy bear? That's my kid voice. Dad, you never spend time with me. You never like, spend Guess time what with I got you. I'll spend time with you once I'm done with the big score. You'll be fine. You're definitely going to survive the next few minutes. Uh, the main character goes down into the hall, gets out of there. Here's an explosion up top because it turns out the teddy bear was a bomb and gets the hell out of Dodge. Go home through the window, uh, penalized for delivering with defaced gear, etc. Everything kind of rain, you know, when it rains, it pours and it's always raining. Uh, they go get their gear clean, grab a treat, go home and see their place has been ransacked. And they walk in and they see someone sitting in their apartment, facing the door, reciting the lines for some sort of clever one liner once he would have entered the front door. Of course, they don't know that he enters through the window. Right. Uh, the main character grabs something and KOs the assassin, puts him in an auto cab with the most recent crime, uh, with the crime boss's lair as a drop-off point, uh, which eventually delivers the 
idea that this main character is a super skilled combatant because he didn't even see him coming. <laughs> Break into act, act, and then we have Act Two, broad strokes, which I think we're going to kind of widen today. Okay, but we've got Act Two <clears throat> primarily as the crime boss has hacked couriers hunting down the main character, but then the IT person kind of reveals himself, his buddy reveals himself as the person who's been helping him, and gives him a break, blocks him from their network. Uh, we learn, or eventually, you know, a procession of assassins attempts to capture the main character. Uh, main character doesn't want uh, the IT person to take over. We give him the upgrade option where, you know, I'll take over your body and you can, and, and you'll fight through me. And he's like, I, no, I don't want to do that. I really just have no interest in that. Can we just end this? And it's like, well, no, <laughs> um, we can't because the crime boss my kid died due to their negligence, so I intentionally sent a bomb teddy bear to the crime boss's headquarters because that is a uh, proportionate response. So the main character is like, "All right, I'm I'm out of here. I'm leaving town." Yep. Uh, but unfortunately, at that point, the crime boss has located the main character, puts them on airplane mode, which means that all of their accounts are frozen, their assets are frozen, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Eventually, they get captured. We get the reveal that the crime boss is actually alive, and that the IT child targeting plan was a whole thing. And the final, the, the reveal is that the disfigured crime boss has no limbs and is being carried around like uh, Uncle Jack from Arrested <laughs> Development <laughs> by by someone who's wearing the, the, the agent helmet. Yep. And that was Act 2. Yeah. And we now we have the option of doing a broad strokes Act 3 and then widening both of them, or we can go through, back through Act 2 and just kind of hit that today. Well, I think that it, at least the way that my brain works is right when I get to about this point, <clears throat> I start thinking of where am I, what am I getting to? Mm -hmm. You know, like what, and that was when we were writing um, Create Your Own Podventure. I kind of learned that. It was like, okay, I have to get to these so many endings and that would tell me how much of a story I got to sure. fill in. Yeah. So I think let's go over to Act 3 and just cool. do some broad strokes. Yeah, so Act, Act 2 is primarily the main character getting chased around and kind of not zany, but he's not a he's not a fighter, so he has to deal with all these highly skilled fighters coming after him. Yeah, and then we end you know you end Act Two with a character in the worst moment. He's been captured by the crime boss. Crime boss comes in and probably delivers that talk of like, I know you didn't do it responsible. I know you're not personally responsible for this, but you did do it. My kid's dead, so I'm gonna you know make it quick on you, mm -hmm. and then go after your buddy. Yeah, yeah. So what what would you say is an appropriate ending for this sleeper agent? I think I had felt that it would be most appropriate if he ends back on his feet mm -hmm. without his own goals being realized, where he has this almost like it's a sidetrack. Or we had we had kind of an ending. <coughs> well, there was a couple. Um we we had an idea that he would end up getting a bunch of money yes. to get himself back on top. We there's also the possibility that he takes over as a crime boss because uh, there's so many sleeper agents and uh, whatever, whatever. Um, I don't necessarily like that yeah, style of ending. I do want to see him end on top, but 
No goals realized. I like that. Okay. Uh, no, he didn't really accomplish anything. Yeah. He just stumbled into any, at this, stumbled into everything, and then at the end is going to just kind of stumble into some money. Yeah. So let, let's make that the ultimate ending. Um, now, the crime boss, obviously there's a little bit of sympathy there because uh, his, their child is, is now gone, mm-hmm. uh, and they are disfigured. So I would assume that means that we need to make this crime boss a very bad person. That way we don't really care what happens. Sure. So just got to put that in the characterization. Um, We also need a couple more like characters to have an arc. So the IT person, uh, they have a beginning, right? They have a reason why they're doing all this. Now, what would you say is is an appropriate uh, circle back slash completion for that character? So we decided, excuse me. Excuse him. Yeah, we decided that <laughs> we we lost a viewer on we that. We did. One. I know. Um, I'll stop yawning from now on. Thank you. Another one's going to come in about five minutes. Um, so we decided. I believe we decided to make the IT person be the one who's responsible for the initial like bomb plan. Yeah. So this is the realization of a long time of planning for this character. So if this character was in their own movie, that would have been a triumphant kind of like fulfillment of their goal. Well possibly i'm saying because yeah. only because like they're not the character they're not the main character of this movie right but even if they were the character of their own movie i don't necessarily think that blowing up a child um although revenge i wouldn't think that's the end goal you okay. know what i mean yeah it would be like okay i know that the mob person uh murdered the it person's child slash family Totally get that. We already have that in there. Um, but I would assume that the IT person would want more revenge sure, okay. than just the child, right? Yeah. So I think that we got to figure out what that IT person's original motivation or I guess original plan was. Then we also have to make them meet, right? The IT person and sleeper agent it agent is not the same person that he was speaking to at the beginning of the movie yeah okay it's not it is it is the same person Mm -hmm. so we have to have them have another conversation round it back yeah maybe even meet yeah well they do they meet at the beginning in the diner um when start with main character talking to a friend about trying to get a new job to rebuild social credit oh and they get them the job is that the same person as IT person? Yeah, because he works okay. there, so you like, I'll yeah. get you a job. Okay. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, cool. Okay, I forgot about that. No, that's fine. So, we got to make them meet again, and that's going to circle back around. And this will this meeting will have the realization of, it's the IT person that blew up the child, right? Yeah. So, we also got to figure out how that, how that information is going to be handled by yeah. sleeper agent. Um, and then what they do at the end, I would assume (sighs) now let's say hypothetically that it person wants the cliche movie ending where they would become the crime boss. It person wants to take over. Yeah. Cool. Because they have nothing else to live for. They understand how to work the sleeper agency. They're going to like 
They want to establish their own. To, uh, they were they were trying to make a power vacuum. Yeah. They were hoping the bomb would kill both of them. Right. And then he would move in on the power vacuum. Yeah. Okay. And he was actually even setting up his friend. Ooh, yeah. what about that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I assumed as much. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Oh, no? Okay, cool. How'd you assume that? It's I, not, I, I, I assumed it was like, when we decided that the two of them are the same person, mm. and they're ultimately the one who suggests the main character gets a job, I was mm. like, oh, you have your new entrant into the job who doesn't know a lot of things, who is willing to take these sort of deliveries that people might shy away from. Yeah, they know yeah, it. yeah. I like yeah. that. Cool. All right, so, and then during this, I guess during that last conversation is when IT person was like, I don't even know how you got out of that alive. And and I'm, I'm assuming that they had to say something that would uh, link sleeper agent with the knowledge of like, why do you know that? You know, like you're not supposed to know that or something. Or how'd you know that was a bomb in there? Yeah. So, something would click that IT agent or IT person and sleeper agent now both know Yeah. the goals. Yeah. And do you think that IT person would be like, look, you're a pretty badass assassin. Badass assassin. Badassin? No, that doesn't work. Uh, you're a pretty bad assassin. Badass assassin. Whatever. You know what yeah. I'm trying to say. You should work for me. You As should be enforcer. my enforcer. And main character's like, where in the world did you get this idea that I can fight? You've known me for 15 Like. Yeah, it with like incredulity, and it's like, look, you took out three of you know the this crime boss person's biggest hitmen. Mm -hmm. You've evaded the rest of them for a couple of days. Yeah, like you obviously have skills. And he's like, I can pay you seven figure salary. Whatever's a big deal. You want you want you want your way out of what you're doing. Occasional job here. You're not going to have to work for much. You'll be yeah. able to afford a nicer place. Yeah, you won't. Yeah. You won't be. It doesn't resolve his credit issues, but it's like you won't be beholden to him. Yeah, you won't need it because you'll have a lot of money. Yeah. Now, sleeper agent is not going to be cool with this. No. And uh, they're probably going to somehow they got to get the money off of IT person. Yeah. IT person has a lot of money uh, because they've been like funneling it from, you know. They they do the they do the office space thing on deliveries. Yeah, it's the it's the <laughs> a portion of every delivery charge gets funneled into a separate account. Yep, it's like one one small fraction of Dogecoin goes in, goes into IT person's uh, uh, digital coin purse. Um, yeah, so they got money. Now we have to figure out how to get rid of Crime Boss, I guess, for good. We have to figure we have out to get main character out of the crime boss's clutches at the start of the act. Very true. Yeah, that could be IT person's doing. Oh yeah, like he they could um they they could have hacked the the carrying sleeper agent. Yeah. Oh oh yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because now the crime boss is just being escorted around by somebody that they don't want. <laughs> and they're like, why are you why are you going down the stairs? What? What? Do not do not walk to that police car. And then the, the sleeper agent just puts the crime boss in in the back of a squad car. Yeah, or well, something. I don't know. Well, we need the, that's a good way to get rid of the crime boss. But we also need somehow for the main character to get out of it. Probably either on their own, like on their own agency, or 
somehow somehow the the main character needs to get out of there yeah in general so they could either put on a, a sleeper agent a sleeper costume and then tell it person like do what you gotta do to get me out of here and that's the one time he's okay with and it. it's the it's the only time that you're gonna have access to this yeah and i like the idea of not knowing what happens like he puts the helmet on the helmet or something no i say he puts the helmet on he goes to sleep he wakes up and he's outside of the, of the place there's blood you know and he's like oh my god what did i do what did i do and he looks down he has like a broken arm mm -hmm. and like a knife is sticking <laughs> out of him yeah and uh like a bullet hole yeah. in the foot um and he's like look i we need to meet and maybe that's when could that be the realization that this is the same person at the uh, as the yeah, beginning? Yeah, when he shows up to the diner and he yeah. like, he like, he's like, oh, what are you doing here? I'm meeting. He he intentionally tries not to pay. He's like, I'm here to meet. I I can't meet. I can't drag you into this. Yeah. So it's like he ignores him, and then eventually he's just like, he he drops some hint. Yeah. Or like he 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 makes it pop on the sleeper thing. He's like. You know it was me. Or just on the menu, the menu board behind. He's like looking oh, at the cool. menu tablet or yeah. something, and like one of the entrees changes from like protein powder and uh, I don't know fiber pea protein fiber strains. Fiber. Yeah, into come sit at my booth, dumbass. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like that. And so now, it person is looking at sleeper agent like this is my only friend. This is my number two. We're going to take over all criminal activities. Yeah. I have a family again. I'm going to rebuild. You're just hanging out in uh, Yon City, aren't you? What's that? I said, you're just hanging out in Yon City, aren't you? I know. It's bad. <laughs> uh, now, sleeper agent, not going to be cool with this. No. Wants money, doesn't want to deal with any of this. How does that happen? Well, we need some sort of third act like thing to happen, you know, like, like the third act is generally like the main character coming back into their own and it's all uphill from the like lowest point. Yeah. So we would, I guess we would need sleeper agent to refuse IT persons. Yeah. You know, plan. Yep. We would need IT person to kind of be like look if if you're not with me you're against me don't don't make me do this and maybe like it person has these people that are like the, their bodyguards but they're holding the sleeper agent like costume so it's like look if you don't like this i'm just gonna have them put this on you uh maybe it's that kind of thing yeah because I, I i was thinking about the idea of um sleeper agent eventually eventually putting the the helmet on it person and then controlling them. Okay. And then making them. Yeah. Yeah. Do something. In some weird way. Like just walk into the ocean. Yeah. Or. Walk just, into traffic. I was going to say walk into traffic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think that could be the ending. We got to figure out how to make sleep raging. Get the money. Uh, like end off well. And I think that's really. For uh, for broad strokes. I think that's it. We just got to figure out. Like the. Not the conversation between sleeper agent and IT person, but how sleeper agent can get, you know, the goods. Yeah. So what do you think about that? How do we get that? 
I hmm. I'm trying now, to think. Yeah. Once again, if you're watching this, if you just tuned in, uh, we are trying to create a, a new story. We do this weekly, and uh, we uh, like doing this. Oh. This episode, we are still working on something that we're calling Sleeper Agent. Um, you can see all of this on our YouTube channel or everywhere else. But if you like what we're doing or if you have any uh, comments or questions, please just throw them in the chat and we would love to address them or add them to our story. Um, we're trying to finish up Act 3 uh, as far as broad yeah, strokes broad go. Strokes. Um, and I think that... I, I think these broad strokes work. I think the reversal of getting the helmet onto the IT person is a good broad stroke. Yeah, we would just need to figure out a way for the 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 monetary transition. Mm-hmm. Which I don't really know because, you know, sleep agent could be like, give me your passwords. Or if it's like a bio scan, like once the, the, yeah. the helmet comes on, he cuts his hand and his eyeball off. Or I'm, I'm wondering if it should. He winds up with the he, he, he should wind up with the account information for all the skimmed money. OK, right. That's, that's fair. Sure. Because you can't really like. I mean. If we transfer it between bank accounts or whatever in that era, it's like, well, why don't they just transfer it back? Does nobody mm. notice? So I think you should wind up with information that allows them to access it. Okay. Just to keep it a little more like internally consistent, I suppose. Yeah. So I would assume that maybe IT person is someone that does not trust digital information. And maybe okay. they actually just keep a hard copy <laughs> In their actual wallet, they keep like a, they keep like a hard drive or a or an external or something with all maybe their just hashes a on piece it. of paper with just handwriting. Oh, and man. it's like I don't want this to that, be anywhere digital. If he's so good at hacking, that would be an interesting. Like pulls out his wallet or whatever it is, and there's a slip of paper in there with yeah. like, password one two three dollar sign. Yeah, like there could <laughs> password password capitalized password. Um, like I, I was thinking that there could be like either. Sleep agents like give me all the money or blah 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 blah. And once IT person's like dead or whatever, um, he's like, ah, I'll just take whatever's in your wallet, you know. And he just goes to take whatever like cash he has, and he's like, What is this? And there's just like a picture of like just like like a, a, it's, a it's a it's their kid. Huh? Dead, it's their picture of their dead kid. A picture of their dead kid. <laughs> Well, you know, he's got the, the well, yeah, IT I, person carries a picture of the dead kid, and that's what, on the back of that is written the password for the for the account. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Yeah. The and, account the account number and password. Yeah. I think there should be another we should do another sequence here where the IT person does manage to force the helmet onto main character and get them to another location. Mm -hmm. So you think like, oh, it's gonna go bad, and then somehow they reverse it at that other location. Okay. So what, it doesn't all occur at the diner. Okay, that's fair. What 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 do you think is a cool other location that makes sense uh either it person's apartment or the oasis the drop-off point mm. and you can we could have a little climactic showdown on with a whole bunch of like people doing the gig exchanges in the oasis and they're like weaving between people who are walking robotically in lines and stuff like that yeah that's kind of cool yeah that's cool and then or, you have or the it takes them doing, right back to the mob house and you have the option of doing the fake out where you know, the batman beyond the batman begins thing where it's like he thinks it's the person with a defaced helmet, but it turns out the main character swapped it and then is behind him with an whoop. And then yeah. slides on an IT guy and activates it or something. I think that's cool. <clears throat> I like all that. Um gets MC back to uh gets MC into a helmet 
and back to the oasis where they scuffle. It's a scuffle. Yeah. And walks them into traffic. Um, and sleeper helmet disguised another drone as MC like in Batman Begins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. When he slices all the guys on the shoulder and it's like Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I tell you. Ducard. Yeah. Ducard. Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon Ducard. Qui-Gon Ducard. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's act three, I think. Yeah. I think get some money and kind of back where he started. Yeah. Do you think that's a good way to end? Like, is that a, is that a good place for Sleeper Agent to end? Like, he still has debt. He still has stuff. Now he just has a lot of money. We might need to resolve. I think we should probably resolve the crime gang thing. At, or at least mention, like... <clears throat> Maybe now that the crime boss has been kind of forcibly put into police custody, everything is being run by the person that he has a scuffle with to try and get him to sign. Maybe that person is like a major figure. It it, it would be pretty interesting if during that exit, the scene where, you know, IT person, mm-hmm. if what they made sleep agent do was murder the entire crime organization everybody everybody yeah like we could do that all right sure and i think that's an easy way to get rid of that and that's a good way of making sure that it person is not sympathetic <laughs> yeah exactly everybody yep yeah and and like don't don't you even need like these people it's like do you know how many homeless people i could put this helmet on mm-hmm. it's like i don't need those guys yeah. they cost money um yeah so it person is now just broken um but they weren't good before yeah because they were skimming money before Right. And that's why I forget why we had it written that the crime bosses, like, why they went after. It might have just been a random attack or something, right? Went after what? Why IT person's child is passed. Uh, it was, uh, the kid was collateral damage that was never addressed. Yeah. During, like, some sort of crime thing. So it, we, it could be that later on we find out that the crime boss found out that somebody was skimming money off of his stuff for for that first attack yeah like the background incident we could find out that information later on sure during like when the crime boss is like blah 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 you know right before the crime boss goes out there could be that reveal of information of like the only reason that i blew up that family was because he was stealing millions of dollars from all these you know sleeper agent delivery people (laughs) Yeah. Because the crime boss is also kind of skimming, and he's like, yeah, I found out he was muscling in on what I was doing. Well, he's just a crime boss. He was like, <laughs> he was hacking sleeper agents to just deliver guns and right. stuff. And the IT person had, was just taking money from the crime boss, yeah. who, yeah, was doing bad stuff. So, All right. crime boss is bad, does bad stuff. IT person is bad, does bad stuff. Sleeper agent... Not great, not bad. Ends ends on a high note, uh, but still needs a job. Yeah, but has money. Yeah, that is from the crime boss, which now no longer exists. Yeah, no, there's a power vacuum, and we're not going to address that. No, why would we? Gadzooks, that's not what we're here for. Uh, that'll be part two. Um, all right. So, what do you want to get done with with the 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 last little bit of? The episode we have. I think we do need to expand Act Two a little bit. Okay. We look at these notes. It's a little, uh, yeah, little I, sh- scant. So Act One ends where? 
So Act 1 ends with main character leaving the crime boss lair after the explosion, going back to his place, finding out that someone is waiting for him and dispatching that person. Cool. All right. <laughs> so now Act 2 needs to kind of be... Um, it's that bit of action scene, a little bit John Wick. Mm -hmm. um, we have just straight up escaping, but very haphazard. Quirky um, assassin squads. What? Quirky assassin squads. Quirky assassin squads and like the slumdog millionaire style of getting out of everything. Yeah. It's like, I just happened to do this one thing that I know. Fast <laughs> and... up full of money. That from Slumdog Millionaire? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that's in there. Where? It's in one of the flashbacks. Oh, one of the bad guys. Yeah. I think it, I, I think you're brother. I think you're right. I don't know. I'll look it up. Anyway, his brother had a bathtub full of money. It's been a long time since I watched that. That's a good movie. You should check it out. Um, so he, we have a sleeper agent, and they're gonna probably get rid of, um, what you think, three or four assassin. It's uh, his friend, the gangster. Yeah, the, the, guy, the bad guy. Yes. Um, do, you, <laughs> do you think that like we should show kind of three slash four attempts on his life before he gets to where he's going? So we've got, let's see, we've got the crime boss hacking couriers to get him down mm -hmm. and the IT person helping him out. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then non-sleeper agent assassins. Oh, just and regular after the sleeper agents don't. He sends real like people who have their own agency to do it. Yeah, because he's like, all right, we got to take this seriously. Yeah, because I guess like so, I I I can kind of see like so one sleeper agent comes in and um, a main character is like, IT person, you need to help me. And he's like, I'm doing what I can. Just watch out, they're coming from the left, right? Yeah. And then we have main character like fighting stupidly, but he wins. Uh, then we have maybe two more sleeper agents maybe slash a lot of sleeper agents and right before they start attacking it person and hack them and they all just stop so it looks like a weird mm -hmm. scene where there's a bunch of people like you know stabbing are ready back. to go yeah. yeah and he has like he just kind of moves like around them to like get away and and that's when the crime ball starts sending just real yeah but i think like what does he do immediately after he finds and dispatches the guy in his apartment he leaves the apartment cool yeah go where um so as, on, is he on the run does he know that they're coming after him i guess okay so not at that point but i do like the idea of remember we talked about how the next assassin would find the number one assassin dead in the house and be like yeah. oh this is a big yeah. deal so we have to have him leaving yeah um now i guess he's leaving because he sees another assassin coming it's that soon if they I, send the number one assassin after him do they just do they send a second guy that close afterwards maybe he's like a, a lookout or a driver or just somebody who's like adjacent and he hears something you know like he hears like a gunshot and he comes in and he goes oh that wasn't that long he's like wait a minute the best assassin is dead yeah whoa, 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 what <laughs> and uh and main character is running out the back um and he is talking to IT person, I guess like a Bluetooth kind of situation, yeah. and IT person's like, uh, so I, I touched in with the GPS, and it looks like you have people at a sleeper agents at a, at a rate of speed they're not normally walking at coming directly at you. And so there's the evasion 
of of the the mob, and then there's a couple <clears throat> fights. Yeah, and then that's when IT person finally hacks all the people, stops it. Then you get the real fighters coming in, the real heavy hitters from you know the crime people. Where and... where does the main character go from their apartment, or that where are they running to? <clears throat> At a certain point, they should find, they should be like, I need to lay low somewhere. Yeah, it's probably a diner. Goes to the diner. Yeah. Okay. We don't have a lot of scenes or, or settings, so yeah. the diner makes sense. Like it, okay. it's a public place that he can just kind of phase into to no, nothing. Um, but one of the real people, well, I guess we have to get linked to the main character being captured. <clears throat> well, right. So he goes to the diner mm-hmm. and it has like a heart to heart with one of the rougher salt of the earth employees who works there or something. Yep. Cause you got to have your calm moment where you have a conversation with someone and then it's like, Oh, what do you? You said someone was looking for it. Well, they look like they're looking for someone. And out of the window, you see like some rough-looking people who are not sleeper agents going. And it's like these are the assassins that are getting sent after him. That, or it could be the person that he confides in. Is another everybody he confides in is working for the bad guy? Not everybody. Who's not? But this everybody else. It. Character. IT's not working for the bad guy. He just is another bad guy. I, I suppose not working for the bad guy, but is involved in this plot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bad world. Everybody's involved in organized crime. Not everybody, sort. just randomly, just the people this in this knows. story. He like goes in here and he's like, oh, "Where's where's uh you know my favorite server, Phil?" I suppose and, that makes sense for why the IT person always recommends this is the place they meet. Yeah, he's, he's staking stuff out. <clears throat> See, he's a, he's staking out on a stakeout. Diner friend. Alerts bad guys to MC's location, or it's just like the one cook there. Like he's like talking to his friend who, who works there, and the one person just like sees him and is like, "Bah," you know. And he's like, "Sleep rage." It's like, "Not you too." Yeah, and then he passes out, and then he wakes up in uh yeah. in, in the crime lair. So then we've got a procession of assassins trying to capture the main character. Mm-hmm. This is where the IT person first offers to take over the body and fight for him. He's yep. like, no, don't. So then he evades them. Yeah. Evades who? The assassins. Evades defeats. Well, he gets captured, right? Uh, not yet. He gets, he well, gets says, airplane mode. He gets airplane mode at first. It says four lines up. Oh, possession of assassins... <clears throat> Pro, oh, procession. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. Then airplane mode because now they know who he is for sure. Yeah. Um. MC gets captured. Uh. Crime boss reveals. It. Ch- yeah, yeah. I'm okay with all that. Yeah, he's got to get out of there, man. He's got to go to San Francisco. Yeah, and then crime boss puts him on airplane mode. Mm-hmm. Uh. Which freezes, greases all his assets and prevents him from using all his digital ID stuff, locking him out of the world. Yep. Uh, eventually, IT person reconnects him. Yeah. How? But... Like, like, like. I'm not a fan of him being put on airplane mode, and then the IT person is just like. Whoop. Oh, I got through to you. Mm. I think at in some way, 
Maybe. The main character should let the IT person know what's happened. Like he goes, he goes to the Oasis and like uses an emergency communication. Yeah. In some way. Or main character or IT person maybe gives him a different identity uh, because he has the identity of our sleeper agents. Maybe he can put him uh, in like a fake sleeper agency mode so that he can kind of get into certain areas. Um, also, maybe he just like steals a car. Like he he does it real analog style, you know. Like he has to get away with what he can. Yeah. And it person's <laughs> like, I, I don't know what to do. I can either set you up with a new identification. I can't take airplane mode off. Uh, I can give you somebody else's ID, or I can just give you a bunch of money. Yeah. Well, I guess he wouldn't. Then. No, he would. Uh, yeah. I like the idea that he like duplicate. He like creates a duplicate entry for him in yeah. the register or something. Yeah. He likes he he searches like the the face or or fingerprint mm -hmm. and it's like this is the closest one to his fingerprints uh and then changes some stuff to give him a new identity i like the idea of him using an emergency employee like access line yeah like a hardwired to um reach it person and tell them and then that gives him an opportunity to have it we have a driving scene where he's evading the assassins mm -hmm. through yeah. the future city yeah that's cool yeah, and then if, if you go to a certain place and just plug your headset in, it'll let you just have a hardwired conversation yeah. to IT people. It's an emergency Oasis access line yeah, or something. I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, how does he get captured? How does he get captured? Last question. Um, it, it turns <clears throat> out that the stolen identification uh, <clears throat> was... the. the <laughs> the crime boss's drug addict younger brother. Uh, I have no idea. Um, I was trying to think of a way that the crime boss could find out this. And if it were, but that doesn't, hmm. it doesn't really jive. Um, maybe because maybe if he puts him in airplane mode, uh, he would get flagged if the, his, name gets put in well he has a different identification he so needs to trip up somehow yeah maybe he goes to do something and instead of like a regular fingerprint or whatever it's like a like a blood test <laughs> and then that flags him i don't like that very I, much. he does something because he's not on airplane mode what if he tries to withdraw cash or some sort of credit onto his personal device and the crime boss put out like an alert where it's like anytime he's on airplane mode. So anytime he gets, anytime he accesses it, I want to be alerted to it. Either that or all right, let's just say that main character is in airplane mode for a while. Yep. Right. Yep. And he doesn't know what to do <laughs> and he's doing things analog. And he's like, look, it person, you're good at computers. Can you just fix this? Mm -hmm. And it person's like, cut, 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 cut. I don't see airplane mode here. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, look, I'll prove it to you. And he goes to withdraw money and it works. But it's because the crime boss has turned airplane mode off for a little bit just to catch his location. Okay, yeah. It's like to... Okay, yeah. Like he um, only puts airplane mode off to be able to turn it off. Or the other one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, main character goes to withdraw cash or something. Yeah. And realizes airplane mode isn't turned on after all. Yep. The crime boss... Uh, deactivated it without him noticing. Yeah, so and what he could 
find his location. Yeah. And when he like <laughs> finally just reaches out to IT person to help out, he's like, I, I don't see any of yeah. that. Like, I don't know why you would say that. Um, so now he just has his location there and he just gets caught. He gets caught while on the line with the IT person. So that way the crime boss knows for sure that they are affiliated. And he's oh. like, and that's why he's willing to not just be like, you're just, a, you're just a pawn. It's not your fault. No, he's like, you're obviously in concert with this guy who's been causing me trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> cool. So that's yeah, that, that's when we get the reveal of the disfigured crime boss. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's great. That's such a cool place to end. Yeah, I think this story is going really well, and I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited to see uh, how we turn out with Act Three, which will most likely be next week. Um, yes. Yeah, so next Tuesday we will wrap up um, Sleeper Agent, and we'll probably reveal what the next uh, thing we're going to work on. Yeah. If you want to hear our voice more, especially Dylan's this week, uh, Friday on the Real Boys, we'll be going over uh, Rubber. Yeah, I rewatched it last night. What a cool movie. I like it. What a weird movie. <laughs> it's so hard to describe that movie because uh, most people are like, it's about it. No, it's not. It's about a movie. Um, so if you want to hear uh, most likely Dylan and Michael Colby talking about rubber, hopefully anybody else shows up. Um, I'll pop in for a sec. And uh, then on Monday, we'll be talking about Chris Harvey's number one favorite film called Instant Family. Yeah. Starring Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne. So, and the same Bernard. And a yeah, and a dog. So it might actually be kind of good. It's not a great sign. Or it's cute. Who knows? But either way, you can find us on Real Boys. Uh, you can always see uh, older episodes of Talking Upstream on our YouTube channel, whatever. You can see all of our stuff on somenobodies.com because we are some nobodies. And, uh, you know, if you want to help us out and you want to make sure that we have a little bit of a push to keep going and to keep making weird stuff. We have a Patreon also where some people would like to give us uh, motivation to keep yeah. moving because that's what we're doing this. Yeah. You know, we're just trying to make up cool stories that people want to hear or see. So you can always go to patreon.com backslash some nobodies if you would like to help us out, such as Sarah Tkachik and Tony Sheck, our East Coast friends. Uh, we have, you know, obviously Scott Curtis with Behind the Bits. You got Jeff Dwoskin over there uh, with his crossing streams on the Jeff Dwoskin show live from Detroit. Um, I don't know, whatever. You know, Michael Colby's doing some great stuff, so please go check him out. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I think that's all the plugs that I'm going to give today uh except for create your own pod venture that is a beautiful thing that dylan wrote and i definitely definitely promote that so yeah. go for that uh dylan my friend do you have any words for anybody yeah i'm putting enough words down for national novel writing month i have none to share with you people give uh, any give any vorpal words for our fans oh sure go to vorpal words on twitter where i'm posting daily updates on national novel writing month hell yeah and instagram where i occasionally post things Usually pictures of my roommate's cat. Uh, <laughs> That's true. She's very cute. Yeah, Rogue is a cute cat. Yeah. Uh, either way, we appreciate it. We appreciate you. Um, I have been Zach. He has been Dylan. You've been great. Have a good evening. Bye. Drink some water. Yeah. <laughs>